Well, welcome back to the Healing Place podcast. In today's part two episode with Carson, I talk about Carson's music career and how we saw at a very early age this incredible musical gifting that he had and how we just said we want to fan that into flame and get out of the way. And so he just talks about um, how that felt growing up and how we encouraged him and, and also basically what he's doing now. And he's very humble about it. He said he hadn't really hit the big time yet. And I know what he means, but we know it's just a matter of time. So enjoy us as we talk about his musical career. So welcome back, brother. How's it going? It's good, Back man. for round two. Back for round two. So this is Carson Hackney, my son, uh, 20 years old. He uh, just turned 20 on the 6th. Of June. Yep. I do remember your birthday now, mm-hmm. for those of you who listened to our last podcast. And uh, so you're a sophomore at OSU, going to be a junior. Going to be a junior next right? next fall. Yeah. Yep. Doing music full time. And so we're going to dive into that. So, man, it's uh, it's been crazy literally watching you uh, do what you do and how it's blown up. So I want to go. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but let's go back to when you were a little kid. <laughs> Okay. So growing up, you had this tenacious, like crazy, wild, very, um, I mean, just hyper, you know, personality. I mean, you were just a go-getter dude. And you, anything that you like got interested in, you picked it up really, really fast. You were just good at everything you did. Uh, from riding a skateboard to riding a ripstick to, you know, playing basketball to, to doing video games. I mean, literally, you were just really good at stuff. You Don't picked know it about up. The basketball one, but. Well, okay. All right. So, <laughs> other than that, it was just phenomenal to see how you just got into things. And we saw you kind of laser focus in and get deep on things that you really enjoyed. So, from origami at one point, you went through that little yep. phase to Minecraft. I mean, when you got, and you may think, well, this is every kid with video games, but really, I mean, Minecraft and just how deep dive in that uh, to then, I mean, pencil sketches. I mean, literally starting to draw and make sketches with pencils for hours, just detailed, yeah. like really, really good. And like, I'm sitting here going, wow, my kid's an artist. Who knew? And, and like, you could do this professionally. I mean, it was very good. And then you got into that where you were the cartoon editing, quote, quote, yeah. unquote, with sports things mm-hmm. especially. Uh, and I remember the one time you did a couple of Dallas Cowboys, you know, I think uh, uh, Des Bryant and uh, when it, uh, what's this, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. And anyway, and I framed them, right? You did them. I put them in a frame. We put them online, sold them, and we got our hand slapped saying, hey, those are somebody else's photographs. You can't do that. I figured the changes you made with the editing stuff that you did would suffice, but no. Yeah. But it was cool to see from start to finish, like, wow, when I when I make these pictures, when I paint these shoes, you know, when I doctor up this uh, swagway or whatever, that little, you know, what were those called? Those yeah, the hoverboards, the, the hoverboards painted, or whatever. Yeah, and you you got into what was the Casey Neistat? Is that his name on, on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah. And seeing how he would tape things up, you know, tape up Apple watches and spray paint them and stuff. You just got into 
making things look pristine, you know, painting them perfectly. And you could, you could think that up, be creative, sell it. So this entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yeah. I saw you kind of get into that. And so, I mean, you went through all these and the phases. car wash too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doing the car wash business. I get. I think that's where the, the whole money thing started to realize, or when I realized how valuable you have a service that can be provided and someone who needs it or wants, wants it to be done more conveniently. Mm-hmm. And then to realize that you can monetize that and just blow it up like how, I mean, me, Jack and Blaze did the car wash kind of gave me the first experience of like, I mean, like I said, that concept of just doing a service in exchange for money and really capitalizing it and building like the whole empire around it. So, and, and yeah, it's funny that as a marketing or business major now, and you know, a 20 year old young man talking about money, cause you understand things cost money you know, before we were paying for stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, now you're starting to see, wow, <coughs> things can be expensive and you're th- thinking about money, but growing up, you were purely doing things for the love of doing them. Right. Which I think is, again, when you're, that's where you want to meet that intersection of where you're really good at something and you're passionate about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I always say this, if you're passionate about something, you're no good at it, it's frustrating. Right. If yeah. you're, if you're good at about something and you're not passionate, Oh, Oh, well, boring, right. Yeah. But, but if you're, if, if you can find that sweet spot, you know, you'll quote, never work a day in your life. Right. And you have found, and something that sweet spot, dude. Like, and so growing up, I watched this, this musical gift. You were a little kid sitting in the back seat of our car, and you had this high, high voice. And I remember thinking, man, this kid's range. Here I was leading worship at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I played by ear, so I had this musical gifting. But I thought, man, this kid's voice, perfect pitch, and the range. I thought if I had that range, you know, Chris Tomlin too, or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you, you sing on pitch. And I thought, this guy's going to be a vocalist. He's going to play these instruments. You know, I had all these, but I never forced that because I thought I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to, you know, be that parent. I'm going to allow you to develop into who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Because God created you to be who you are. And, but you were in the backseat, that song, I'll stop the world and love (laughs) with you. And, you know, all the time. So that's going on up from the front seat, and you're in the back seat doing, You are dummy dad. <laughs> you are dummy dad. So you're saying, You are dummy dad, right? Uh, which who knows why you picked that. But, but so that's funny. But you were saying, You are dummy dad to an alternate melody and an alternate beat in that song. And that's just an example of, I mean, one of a, a thousand I could give. And I thought, Okay. And I'm like, wait, shh, be quiet, Jamie, listen to this. And so I thought, that's pretty cool. You had no idea how musical you were. Like, it just was like dripping off of you, right? And so then, fast forward, you get into, I think you took my Mac one day, or I showed you GarageBand. You want me to take it from here? How? Boom. Yeah, so <laughs> even fast forwarding again real briefly, all all the experience I've ever had with... So every MacBook comes with GarageBand, which is basically kind of the like the bootleg version of um, like Logic, which is Apple's program. And it's like what, like a professional program, just one of the, one of the few. Um, but I had like no experience in it. All I remember doing is, as a kid sitting in Rolling Acres on that piano we uh-huh, had. Uh-huh. Um, and like in that far room was 
you would making those songs for mom, um, where you would record my voice. And so it was never anything where I learned the program of like, you know, putting in, you know, making beats or anything that it was just like you recording and like putting in little stupid drum loops and, and like, just like toying around with that. So that's the only thing I had ever seen from it. And then where I guess making beats started to get in, you know, where that came from. Uh, 2016 is like the year where everything like really, really started. That's where I got super into rap music. Mm-hmm. And 2016 is known as like a pivotal year for like people always want to go back to the, that year. So many like legendary and classic albums dropped and stuff like that. So that was like a perfect time to really dive into it. And Christian, you know, showed me Travis Scott and artists like that and where I just became like obsessed with it. Never even thought about making making the beats. Um, I knew I had like rhythm and I could like drum and stuff, but I never thought to you know make them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I was at the house with with Jack and Harvest. So this is in our in our last house, right? And I listened to Two Chains album. It was right whenever right whenever I got my license. It was like hitting my stride. I was it was in the summer. <laughs> and I went and re I had your Mac and I went on the garage band and tried to remake this beat uh-huh. on the two chains album. Um, and then I started, I remember literally making the beat and realizing like they kind of art all just like came together as far as like the whole concept of it. It was like, Oh, so snare supposed to go in these little pockets and the hi hats are supposed to, you know, ride two steps the whole way through. And so I kind of like knew that. And I, with with like no like experience really I, I was still terrible um and then so yeah from from that day i started making them more on your mac just every day like in the summer and started to get really into it and then what you've always been good at is you recognize that i was super into it and didn't discount it for anything and you're like let's go to guitar center right now so me you and mom went and you loaded me up with everything that day to yeah. get started on a Mac and start making beats. So so, so tidbit, parenting tidbit here. I, I I remember wishing, and look, thank you, mom and dad. I love you for everything you did for me. But I remember being told multiple times, like, hey, Brian, knock it off up there. Turn that guitar <laughs> yeah. off. You know, get off the piano. Quit banging. You know, all that whole whole thing and, and having to literally come up with and make my own like technology basically for yeah. recording. And I just thought, I don't want to hamstring you. I want to give you every opportunity to be successful. And I thought this kid's good and I, I know it and I'm going to try to set him up. So we went to guitar center and I said, Hey man, pick out what you need. Let's go. You got me the copy of FL yeah. studio. <laughs> that was at the point too. And everyone, it's all digital now, but I think we even got like a flash drive of the program FL studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shortly after got a Mac for Christmas, a Mac, the interface, we got you a MIDI keyboard. I gave you the big extra TV for the, for the monitor. Yeah, You what? got this nice little, home studio setup yeah and i remember coming home that day and being like you know like i'm still waiting i gotta wait on some stuff to get get going then i realized like i think we even went to like walmart or best buy and got like the hdmi cords to Mm -hmm. plug in everything and i was like i have it all here so i went in that day carried a table and a chair from mom's like office downstairs the mary Kay office i think it was from that room and i brought it up to my room and set up the the speakers and everything and then started off on Logic Pro. We got that. 
and I still, you know, just still wasn't really good at all. If you go back and listen, it's crazy. Some of the stuff I made at the start, mm -hmm. just how how different it's it is now. And how and I, and obviously you're going to see the growth and the maturity, the evolution of your talent and of your what you produce, right? Yeah. I mean, you can go back and look at some of those first productions, and and now what you what you're doing. But that's that's normal. That you're going to grow and you're going to get better as an artist, as a producer. Yeah. Uh, your talent, your creativity. But man, to see how quickly that all clicked in your, again, and that was the way you worked, how you jumped in and taught yourself yourself logic in FL Studio. And I remember thinking in my, in my day, it was Pro Tools and like Ableton Live. And I was like, it was so daunting for me. And maybe again, YouTube wasn't that big back then when I was starting, but I just never dived in and did it. I just yeah. always played, you know? And so you saw me and my love of playing the piano, guitar. Uh, so... So there was that physical encouragement, if you will, buying you stuff. But what what did it mean to you for us knowing we were supporting you in that? Did I mean tell describe that for me? Yeah, uh, that's that's like one of the biggest. Like I to this day, I like acknowledge and recognize as like one of the biggest like or things I'm most thankful for because there's so many so many people I know, not even with music, but anything they want to try something else, and they're like. I can't do that. Like, I got to go to college. Like, my parents are going to be disappointed. Like, I can't go and try my new, like, this other thing. If I were to drop out right now, you guys would, if I came to you after this and said, I'd never want to go to OSU again and I want to do music, you would, I'd guarantee you would take it. And you're, yep. you honestly, because it would probably 100%. be more cost efficient too, uh, honestly. What's that? Probably be more cost efficient too. <laughs> a lot more financially. Yeah. It's smart. Uh, no, I would support it in a heartbeat. You know but that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just y'all, y'all just supporting it and never thinking twice and just like whatever I want to do. If I wanted to quit music, you'd probably be super disappointed. But if I got into something else, you'd probably fall onto that. And so to have that as a, like a kid was just crazy. Because I never, like another story, like in the kind of the producer community, there's like a lot of, you know, we all kind of like know of each other and like, you know, you're close with some, close with not. But this one, he's a kid just like me. He makes, he's like a sample maker. He makes melodies like what I do. Um, and he, he like didn't get a good grade on his report card and his parents took everything. And now he's not like producing anymore. Wow. And so just like, just wow. thinking of like the comparison is what makes me more even more thankful of like, there's people who have parents that wouldn't, one, wouldn't understand. I think it's cool that you're so musical and you can understand some of the stuff even better than me, some like music theory behind it. So it's one, that's a whole other story of just you being, it's cool to actually care about it, but not only care about it, but like support it. Because yeah. there'd, there'd be some parents that one, probably wouldn't even care about the kid, but also wouldn't even let him do like music or do whatever he wants to do. So... This is this is tricky because and thank you and and yeah all this I I love hearing this and your take on it, uh, it's tricky because you've heard this as much as I love music and I'm eclectic in my style I mean I, my genres I love everything I just love good music, I've always said I hate rap music and like don't even use the words rap music in the same sense yeah. <laughs> and I realize it's the most popular genre in the world you know but it's like oh I hate it and I like so. Knowing that, and I've been vocal about that, but you've never felt like I've ripped you about no. what you do. I love what you produce, and I love your music. So, and, and so let's talk about. We know that genre can be. Oh my gosh, the lyrics, 
the videos. Yeah. I mean, this is like not good stuff. Like this is not good. And so what's, how, how, you know, how could you support that? I mean, I've had good friends and even families said like, they think we're like going to hell or we're evil, but we're supporting or encouraging you because of the genre. So yeah. how have you squared that? Like what, what's your takeaway from how mom and I support you and what you make musically versus what's you would see on the pop smoke video, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I've always, the way like to keep like a good conscience, I guess about that, uh, is like, I'm making the music just purely. I like when I hear a certain chord progression or hear a sound or a certain like flute melody, whatever it may be, I like, I can get chills or like, I love this. Like, I love the way it makes me feel mm -hmm. when I hear something or like I, you know, draw something out on the piano roll and it looks amazing and or it sounds mm -hmm. perfect just how I want to. Like, it's the most satisfying feeling. It's like so fun. And that's where I get enjoyment out of it. And same when I listen to, I listen to a song. I, some situations with great lyrics, I, I hear it and I'm like, that's awesome. That's a great lyric. But a lot of my music selection and my, a lot of my taste is when I hear a sound or hear something or whatever it may be. It could be how the rapper's voice sounds or something. And by no means, I don't only listen to rap just for like, I'm not, I'm talking about any type of music that yeah. I listen to, but like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hear a part that I just love. And so I'm, and, and what you said, how do you keep like a, a good head about it? Like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. cause some people like me, like I want to do something like, um, I don't know what's, what it's from, but people always say like, you should do something that's like, um, what is it? Like something about God, like you should be be like oh, working like doing god's faith, work inspirational gospel yeah. christian you should yeah. be like in some whatever you do like spread god's word uh -huh. and i've never and you i think about that like that's impossible like some of these like rap lyrics or some uh -huh. of the stuff they're saying or things they're talking about um but what i want to do is just make melodies or make good music that people can just enjoy and yeah. like it just makes them happier and i think making people happy it can be doing God's work. Yeah. Or so with that, that whole, I, I love St. Francis of Assisi. I've quoted him in here. You know, he says, preach the gospel everywhere. And if necessary, use words. And we, we said, you know, sometimes people need a sermon. Sometimes they need a sandwich. It's like, so, so it's you entering this world and being a light. That's, that's what I see. And that's what Jamie and I see, you know, you, people know you, they know what your lifestyle stands for. And what's so cool is like, here's this, kid from Argyle, Texas, who's a good kid, who's known for, like, he's got morals, he's got ethics, he's got, he's got values, he loves family, and, and by the way, not to rip, you know, there's this stereotype, what we think people are like, you've met a lot of great, great people in this industry, right, yeah. but we, we just consider you, you know, again, we see this music, and it goes out, and yeah, some people record onto it, and it may be lyrics that we would not stand for, and we don't want to listen to, right, but I know you're going to be a light in that industry to whomever, who whoever meets you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's another big part. It's that what you just said. And then the, the first thing I said is just the lyrics might not be great, but if it's a rapper singing those lyrics, but if you sing in a great melody and it fits perfect with a beat or there's a great part in the song that makes a person want to listen to it again. Like for example, like the, mm -hmm. the pop smoke song. So let's say this for people. So you, Recorded. T tell the pop smoke story. 
Okay. Well, tell that example because I don't want to throw you off, but then let's go back and talk no, about yeah, the... But, yeah, yeah. For, for Real quick, the example I was saying was the Pop Smoke song I, I can check like you know on TikTok or YouTube, and the song features like an interview from him and some of the lyrics he says about, um, you know, God gave me a lot of months, but I could go in a second, and just mm-hmm. him thinking about the fact that he died. Uh-huh. And like people comment on the song with my melody in it, just a, a song that I was a part of. It's so cool. People comment and be like, this like made me like I you know I was crying hearing this like this make, song makes me so emotional and to know that I had some part in that is like probably the most rewarding thing like just like knowing that I can influence other people's like feelings wow and some part you know people are talking about the lyric but you know some part of the melody that I made and the beat the 808 mellow you know finish to it it makes it like emotional oh, and just the whole situation the music, yeah nothing with yeah it's, that's the feels yeah and so for sure. that's yeah that's where it all mm-hmm. comes from and mm-hmm. so that's the coolest part so this up-and-coming rapper pop smoke he was how old and he got killed uh i think he was 20 19 or 20 so you started getting placements with what i'd call second or third tier or i don't know 10th tier rappers not really that you know famous or, yeah. or what have you and then all of a sudden and it's a difference between i mean people will call them placements but a little like uh just side tidbit of information so placement is a word that means an album placement if your beat gets or song gets placed on an album mm-hmm. for one of the songs uh-huh. on the track list mm-hmm. um and so I, at this point, I had gotten some, you know, like credits. I call them credits because the songs are never out. But I've been told, you know, and here I've heard snippets of you know, these producers. They'll send me songs we have with bigger artists. And so I had a couple of those. Actually, before the Pop Smoke song, I, I had the, like a two weeks before, I think I had the Rich the Kid song come out. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first big placement. But also at the same time, it wasn't from an out. Al- it wasn't like a big release album mm-hmm. that had had much like, you know, advertising. Right. It was just kind of a single release with some artists he had. So it wasn't like, it wasn't as crazy as getting the call one night when we had our whole family over, one of our celebrations we always have. And I get a call from this random number. It's like UK or Australia. And I go upstairs. I was like, because at this point, I, I'm scared to decline any call. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Like it could be on my, my numbers and my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm not gonna miss any chance if anyone goes to my Instagram and mm-hmm. needs to contact me I'm gonna mm-hmm. and that also warrants a lot of you know spam and random people not on my phone but just Instagram DM but okay. anyway um, so, so yeah I got the number yeah sidetrack I, I got the got the call went upstairs and he tells me this was after Pop Smoke had died and so he so tells me he got me, killed in some tragic he went to L A context he went to L A without any security and then i think he people came to like his airbnb or something wow. like a group of people and they killed him so he was killed after recording this after record. having like probably recording a, a ton of songs and one of them happened to be mine one of them happened to be yours and so, so he mm-hmm. told me he goes uh he told me on the phone this producer he goes yeah uh, we got one with him and this was after he died, so I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, this is crazy. Like, this is awesome. We got one. We got a chance to, like, he recorded on our stuff before he passed away, which is cool. But then he didn't He didn't even mention until the last, probably, like, minute of the call. He goes, oh, yeah, they also want it on his uh, posthumous album. And I didn't even know he had a posthumous album. I don't even think anyone did. So that was kind of, like, some inside information. 
And so I was like freaking out when he said that. <laughs> and this guy has tons of placements. He's it's it's just another one to him, kind of. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not on just another one, but he's used to having these. This is like my first like for real album placement, and I wasn't even confirmed yet. He had just told me, but it, like in my head, I was like so like excited. So I went downstairs, told you all about it, and like you're like, who's Pop Smoke? And so I tried to start <laughs> telling like he's this New York artist, like crazy new voice that people love and he's rapping on these uk drill beats and Mm -hmm. so uh he was just starting to blow up he had two really big songs at that time um so he was already kind of big but this album was like and just the news of his death just made him blow up so the perfect storm so shoot for the stars it was (laughs) yeah it was gonna come out like late june and it got delayed to july 3rd i think Mm -hmm. and so yeah that night y'all were out of town you and mom were, but it was me, Christian, Chandler. We all over at all over at our house, like celebrating. We we're like, this is the night, and so we did all the paperwork. It was official, lawyer, everything, and then that night it came out, and that's when just like everything that changed. album really kind of gave me every, you know, a lot of the credibility. Um, and it sucks that you kind of have to do something like that for people to, you know, actually take you seriously in some cases. But that's the deal. And as I talk to different people, parents with their kids doing this, I've talked to a kid recently who wants to come over and, you know, several that want to see what you do. For all those people grinding out at home and doing this, you you know, it takes talent. It takes hard work. I mean, the hours. I mean, hours and hours and hours. How many hours a week would you guess, especially during those the last two years of high school, while you're making good grades and playing football? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm bad at like estimating okay. ballparking things, but I mean, full time job, thirty forty hours a week. It's like yeah. crazy around the clock. Stuff. And it's weird. It's weird hours too, because I by no means wake up at nine and work to five p.m. <laughs> right. Working on my so, computer, it can be anything. So, like I said, I can stay up till five in the morning some nights. So for sake of time, stuff. I'm looking at our time because I, I, I let me just say this. So you, this catapulted you, and I, I, I did want you to kind of talk about it's that work ethic and grinding and sending things out, and then you got this big break. So a lot of time, it, it you got to get lucky, you got to get a good break. So there's people that are talented, but they maybe don't have the work ethic or the drive. There's some people who have the drive, they're not that talented. You've got the talent to drive, but you got lucky too, right? You got to, I mean, it's some sort of yeah. luck, and yeah, and just. I want to clear that up. I don't think I've like hit my big break really, but this just gave me a lot of more opportunities, but I still wouldn't consider myself like up there at all. Okay. But, but here's the point I wanted to make you, but yeah, I wanted to talk okay, about okay. some more. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Go. <laughs> what, what, what was the question again? Um, well, talking about the, for kids who think, well, I could never do this and how you, how basically you did it because you're, you are very talented. You're still working at it. Oh yeah. And the you got thing. a big break. And so, yeah, things are happening really well yeah. for you. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was going to talk about like what you said about luck. It's oh, yeah. it, like you said, it comes with a lot of like a lot of working and having to reach out to the people. But honestly to get, like, if you want to break it down to get a song placed out on an album, you what has to happen is one it's honestly i think the luckiest thing is the timing of like hitting up this producer that 
you know, so I, what I do is basically reach out to these producers that are connected that I genuinely want to work with. I don't just go spamming everyone. Um, and so reaching out to them and, uh, you know, three minutes. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, um, sorry. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to stay on my train of thought, but anyway, so I have to reach out to these people and a lot of these people respond, but they could use my loops and make like a, you know, a bunch of beats with them. But after they make some new stuff, those beats kind of become less important, less a priority to send out for those guys. Yep. And so it's honestly like you want to send out these loops right when like an artist is recording maybe. And so the producer has to like the loop. He has to make a beat with the loop. He has to like that enough to send it to his to an, a credible artist. The artist has to even get that beat and has to hear it. Odds of that are so low. Then the artist has to go and record a song onto it. And then... Out of the thousands of songs artists do, they do like 10 a day, probably more than that, a lot of these artists. And then they have to actually like that song, finish it, do it all, and then actually finish to put it on the album. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's so much that has to, there's a lot of luck in that about the timing. But and, and I I want to say this and because as we wrap up and you know we may need to come back we'll we'll keep it going you know I'm gonna have more you on the podcast more and we'll update you know people on where you are and how it's going I want to make this point because a lot of people don't especially in the church or in Christian you know world don't don't like to use the word luck right and when I just see all the things that have they they say it's you it's God blessed you right well let me just if you will validate that, right? Um, God put in you something that Jamie, nor me, you know, nor I, whatever, uh, we did not give you. Like, God created this. He, we saw it in you. So there's some people think you're starting with this, like, total malleable lump of clay, and you shape them as parents. And look, God created you, he gifted you. You're the manifest presence of the Creator God who said, I'm going to put myself in Carson. And it's so incredible. We just have to encourage and nurture and bring it out and get out of the way. Like, don't put barriers and hindrances up. But you're going to be who God created you to be. And yeah, it took a lot of, if you will, luck, all this stuff, but God's in that. God is in everything He gave you and placed you and putting you at the right place, right time. And I do believe. I mean, I, I, I told you, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I've seen it, and I knew it, and I just wanted to encourage it and back off and watch God, you know, do His thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's, been, it's been amazing, honestly, to see, wow, here's one of these kids who's blowing up from his bedroom, right? And seeing you continue to pursue it and to work so hard and to see what happens when you uh, just kind of are in your sweet spot doing your thing that you were created to do. So, man, just... Keep it up, and yeah, it's we're right on the dot, man. So, Alrighty. Carson, man, it's it's. I can't even tell you. You can you probably know this. We tell you all the time, but I'm very very proud of you. You're a great example, and um, I'm I'm praying that this podcast, literally, I know a lot of people see it and listen to it, but that it gets out into the right hands and encourages young men and women who are wanting to do some of the same thing, and if not in music, sure. just in their thing right? And for parents to hear this about encouraging their son to do something that they may not even love themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rap music. Yep. Anyway, well, dude, thank you so much for taking time today. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Yeah, man. Love you. Love you, bud. Thank you. Love you too. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place, 
we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Crew.